Have you ever heard of the term she kissed a lot of frogs to get to her prince? I'm sure you have. Well, that was me. At 43 years old, I've had my fair share of failed relationships, situationships, meaningless connections. So about two years ago, I decided I was just going to embrace the single life and continue building my brand and creating a legacy. I never saw myself being married and definitely, definitely not to an inmate. But life is tricky, huh? It's been a vibe, fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. Like there for the long run, no money's ever lied. If you wanna run, just tell me no money and glide. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. Perfect, uh. Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us. But what they be talking about, not knowing what I'm buying about. Sunset, set the mood, what you ain't trying to find out. It's whatever space between the two, but long as we together. Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine forever. Since when we begin, it feel like you really made it. It's been a vibe. Fell in love with your first impression, and I can't lie. Pass with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. Locked in for the long run, nobody's ever lie. opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome to season four, episode six. This is Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. This is a very special episode. Today marks two years for Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Yes, two years ago today, I recorded my very first episode of Wetlock Chronicles podcast. And also today is my dad's birthday. So of course, my cocktail of the day is a glass of Bel Air Rose to toast to two very, very special occasions. Hey guys, welcome, 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 welcome. First of all, Two years ago today, January 9th, 2022, I did my very first episode for Wetlock Chronicles podcast. And today I actually went back 90, I think 90 episodes and played my very first episode back to myself. And when I sat in my car and I listened and I was like, wow, 
She had no clue. <laughs> I just hear, oh my God, just the wonderful expectations in my voice. I hear this new love, this fresh love, this ready to jump on this journey and, you know, prepare for all of the ups and downs, the highs, the lows, the obstacles. I can hear that I'm smiling during the entire recording of the episode. It just sounded so fresh and new and exciting and just, I'm ready to go on this journey. <clears throat> and it really put a smile on my face because not only did I hear my very first episode from the ears of someone who's now been doing this for two years, I also heard the maturity from then to now in my voice. I can tell that I have become more confident behind the mic, more um, expressive behind the mic. So I just experienced so much listening to that first episode today. Today, I wanted to just play it back and just hear what I sounded like two years ago today. And it put a smile on my face. Like I said, it put a smile on my face because I heard so much in that very short episode. I think the episode was like 30 something minutes. It wasn't long. It was really an introduction to this journey that I have been on with you guys for now two years. And I will say this, <laughs> it has definitely been a journey from that first day up until now, it has been a complete journey. And when I say I have experienced the highs, the lows, the ups and the downs and all kind of things, but to hear that very first episode and hear how excited I was to start this journey um, with the preparation of the highs, the lows, the ups and the downs. And just to be so excited, I heard it in my voice. I could hear the smile on my face, as I said before. It was really, really refreshing to go back and listen to that first episode. And if you have not heard it, listen to it. If you've been a person that's been listening for two years, go back like I did and listen to it and hear the difference in what this journey has been for me. Um, and it, it like I said, it was really exciting. I, I was really excited to listen to it. Uh, it put a smile on my face, but it also put me in that frame of mind where, you know, um, where you say if my adult self could sit down and talk to my teenage self, I feel like if my self today could go back and talk to the girl that recorded that episode two years ago my god what would i tell her <laughs> but it is the second year second year anniversary for wetlock chronicles podcast birthday anniversary whatever you want to call it it has been two years guys two years to the date that I sat there and recorded from my phone my very first episode. And I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys, especially the ones who have been with me from day one, who has been listening from day one. Um, 
Thank you so much. I, as I say this all the time, I didn't think that I would get this far with this podcast, podcasting. I didn't anticipate the growth. I didn't anticipate a lot within this journey. And I have come a long way. I have come a long way professionally. I have come a long way um, emotionally, mentally. It has definitely been a journey. And not just with being in a relationship with someone who's incarcerated, but just overall, it has definitely been a journey. And I thank you guys so much for being on the journey with me. Today is also my dad's birthday. Yes, today is my dad's birthday. Today is a very, very special day for me. Um, If you, most of you guys who do listen to the podcast, for you who don't, my dad is deceased. Um, I'm a daddy's girl. That was my first love, my, my first experience and introduction to what security looks like. Um, I love my dad to death. I would trade everything that I have for just five minutes with him. If you guys know me personally, you know, I love my dad. Um, it has been a long, long journey. Um, since the passing of my dad, I wake up still every day with that pain that I felt the day that, you know, I found out that he passed away. It's still there. I wake up with it every day, every day. It just gets a little bit easier to deal with, but the pain is still there. The hurt is still there. There's not a day that doesn't go by. I don't think about my dad. I don't talk to my dad. Um, I posted on my social media today that sometimes I have to close my eyes and hear him. I still can hear his voice. And it's so important that I do that because I don't ever want to forget what my dad sounds like. I miss my dad. Today is my dad's birthday. And today, um, Mike sent me a, a, um, a message and it was crazy because he didn't, I know we've talked about it, but he didn't realize it was a two year anniversary either. And his whole thing was like, wow, like it's amazing to me how you was able to even do this episode with the headspace that you were in. The headspace that I was in two years ago today, I was missing my dad. I was missing him as well because he was going through his trans transfer process. He was leaving from the holding facility where he was for almost two years to going to um, Atlanta, uh, U, uh, USP Atlanta, had been there for like 30 days. He was spent the whole Christmas holiday and everything um, on lockdown. COVID was still in effect. So you had a 14-day quarantine. So all this stuff was going on. And in the midst of me missing my dad, I had to do something. I had already had the podcast laid out. I had everything already done. I just didn't know when I was going to, what day or time I was going to actually record. That day, I said, this is the day I'm going to do it. 
this is the day I need the distraction. This is the day I want to express all these things. This is the day that I want to talk about this. So today is a very, very special day for numerous reasons, but nothing, nothing overlaps today as my dad's birthday. And, um, it's always a hard day for me. His birthday, Father's Day, holidays, I'm getting better at because I have my niece and my nephew and just some other things that have um, come into my life that have distracted me from that. But it's been a hard journey without my dad. I miss him every day. That was my best friend. That was the love of my my my, my first love and everything. And speaking of first loves, guess who's calling me now? Let's see. We'll take the call. So yes, I, I had to take that call, guys. Um, so yes, um, my dad was my first love. My dad was my protector. And a lot of the reasons that that now I'm not a lot of the reasons. Let me let me go back. A lot of the things that I saw in my husband, I saw in my dad. And that protection, that feeling of security, all these things that that little girl feels with her dad, I began to feel all over again with my husband. And that's what kind of stole my heart. It really did steal my heart. It stole my heart for numerous reasons. That was utmost the one, but also because of the way that he loved his kids. Um, like I said, I'm a daddy's girl. So to know that the way that he loves his daughters, it just a lot, a lot of different things played on my heartstrings. And that got me <laughs> to two years later today. But today is my dad's birthday. Today is my dad's birthday. Today is the second anniversary for Wetlock Chronicles podcast. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to say I've been doing this for two years now, 92 episodes, I believe. And I must pat myself on the back for that. I definitely must pat myself on the back for that. Next week on January the 20th, I am throwing myself and Wetlock Chronicles podcast a party. 
I will be celebrating the two-year anniversary slash birthday of Wetlock Chronicles podcast along with my 46th birthday. I have not thrown myself a birthday party in a very long time. Um, My birthdays have always been like a holiday to me. I used to have two, three to four parties a year. And I would have a club party, a dinner, a regular party. It just has always been like, my holiday, my thing. And I hadn't done it in a while. I've, I kind of started going to Miami. I started doing different things, but this year I wanted to do something special with my family and my friends, nothing too big, something very intimate to celebrate both the birthday and anniversary of Wetlock Chronicles podcast and my 46th birthday. So on January the 20th, I will be having this event Um, Like I said, it's going to be something small, something intimate, and I can't wait. I really, really cannot wait to share this moment with some very close uh, friends and family. I would love to invite a whole lot of people. I don't really deal with a whole lot of people, but this event will be at my home. So, of course, I have to be very selective Um, and I'm excited, like point blank. I'm excited. I know we're going to have some good times, some good food, good drinks. I even did me a Amazon guest list, guys. I am not the type to ask for anything for my birthday. I am so good at spoiling myself and getting myself everything that I want, everything that I need. But this year I decided I was going to make a guest list. And I sent it out with my invitation to my family and my friends. I still have a few more invitations to send out and and my guest list. And I have been receiving gifts. Every day I get something in the mail from someone who's purchased something off my list. Um, A couple of people purchased more than one or two things off my list. So I just been like a kid running to the door every day, getting stuff, so excited, um, and I want to, and I want to do this. Hopefully, I can do this up until that day. I haven't opened. Well, I have opened the actual Amazon boxes, but I haven't opened anything. I haven't used anything. I'm stacking it up on my little gift table. So when my party um, comes on the twentieth, every it'll be here for everyone to see. You know the gifts, and and I can thank the people who sent the gifts and things like that. So I'm so excited for this party that I will be having on the 20th. And of course, I will be doing a very special episode on that day as well. Um, Trial and error, what I learned from my last celebration slash episode is I have to do my episode first and then the party second. So I have designated times when certain people will be pulling up so we can shoot this episode. And after the episode is over with, then I will be jumping into party mode. So yes, guys, I'm super excited for what's going to go down on January the 20th. Um, Facebook group, the Facebook group. I have a Facebook group, guys. Fed Up Wives now is a Facebook group. It's a private group. It's a small group right now. It's growing. And I want to keep it private because I want this to be a safe space where we can share experiences, um, vent when we need to vent, share knowledge, you know, information or whatever. But in order to get into this group, you have to be in a relationship with someone incarcerated. You have to be a family member of someone incarcerated. 
I am taking all precautions to make sure that I am doing what I need to do to protect the privacy of the other group members. So if you want to join this group, just find Fed Up Wives on Facebook. You have to answer a few questions to join the group. Once you answer those questions, you will be sent a uh, direct message. And after that, you are in the group. And I look forward to all of you hopefully joining this Facebook group. Um, like I said, it's really, really small right now, but it's something that I think is needed. I'm, I'm a part of other groups for, for prison wives and people in relationships with people incarcerated. And the more and more I get in tune with the other groups and I read what's going on, it makes me very, very glad that I started this podcast because I don't think people really understand what women, us that's in a relationship with these men that are incarcerated, what we really go through. And when I read some of these posts and I read some of these comments, I'm just like, wow, I see how the women feel who DM me, who send me messages saying, you know, you helping me through my journey or listening to your story helps me so much because half of the stuff that these women are posting, I have probably already been through. I've already heard. And you really need that support. You really, really need that support. So please, whatever you're doing out there, if you want to join this Facebook group, please look us up, Fed Up Wives on Facebook. Also, as I tell you every episode, please make sure to rate and review this podcast, whether you listen to it on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, wherever, rate and review is so, 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 so important. Subscribe to the Patreon and the YouTube channel. I will be filming the episode on January the 20th, along with my birthday party. So make sure you subscribe so you can tune into that episode. I'm trying to get better guys with, um, with the recording and, and dropping the visual episodes. I am doing everything on my own. I just ordered a new camera. So bear with me. Um, I'm trying to figure all this out. <laughs> I don't have a major team right now. I'm working on it. You know, I've had people, I had to let people go. I've had people, I've had to let people go. So I've had a quite bit of a turnover, but work with me. Um, as time progresses, I'll get it together. Another exciting thing is I will be starting a new podcast, guys. I will be starting a new podcast called Milk and Cereal. I know if you guys have been listening, if you have been listening to Wet Lock Chronicles podcast, you already know about Milk and Cereal. Milk and Cereal is a true crime podcast, something that I thought about last year that I wanted to jump into, myself and my best friend hosting this true crime podcast. We love true crime. And finally, this year in 2024, we're going to drop Milk and Cereal. I'm excited for it. Um, there's an Instagram page for it already. I have to go ahead and set everything, um, up, but make sure to stay tuned to milk and cereal. That is going to be breakfast and murder. Okay. Um, the giveaway, let me talk about the giveaway really, really quick. So I have a giveaway. Um, 
and it is for my subscribers. So if you're just a listener, you do not qualify. You have to be a subscriber. Not only do you have to be a subscriber to Wetlock Chronicles podcast, you have to be a subscriber to Patreon, YouTube, the blog site, and you must have even given, you must have either given a review or have rated the podcast. How do I know if you did all these things? You can screenshot and DM either the Wetlock Chronicles podcast Instagram, or you can email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Again, you must be a subscriber for the podcast. You must subscribe to the Patreon account. You must be a subscriber on YouTube. You must be a subscriber on the blog site. And you must have rated or review this podcast. You get either a $50 Amazon, um, $100 Amazon gift card or $50 Amazon gift card. And you will get a wetlock gift bag. It is a surprise gift bag. I'm not going to break down what's all in a gift bag, but it's a really, really good, good gift bag. So make sure to jump on this giveaway, guys. I'm doing it all the way through the month of January. I might continue it on in February. It just depends on how it goes. But again, you must be a subscriber. Um, if you need any more details, I'll be dropping the details in the Fed Up Wives support group on Facebook, and I will drop the information on Instagram. So make sure to stay tuned for that for more details. Um, if you forget what I'm saying here, but it's our anniversary guys. It is our anniversary. I'm so excited again. Um, thank you guys so much. I am sipping on my Bel Air right now because I am celebrating my, um, Bel Air Champagne. (laughs) So yes, I have a glass of Champagne and I'm chilling and it's our anniversary and it's my dad's birthday. So this is a very, very special day. Of course, it is a day that needs to be celebrated. And what more, what other way can I celebrate without my glass of champagne? So I know you guys are sitting around wondering what has been going on. I left you guys with the last episode with my drama, my drama. And, um, I'm going to say this, my new year, my, my, my Christmas, my Christmas, my Christmas Eve, maybe the day before Christmas and my Christmas Eve, all the way through Christmas, all the way through New Year's Eve, all the way through New Year's was hard. It was hard. Um, the future of my relationship was non-existent. I was in a really, really bad, bad headspace just dealing with what I felt was betrayal. What I felt was disloyalty. What I felt was at a place where I just didn't think I would be. My relationship had been going, has actually been going 
really good for quite some time now. You know, you if you've been on this journey, you already know we've had highs, lows, ups, downs, all kind of stuff. We have been on an even, even, even stream for quite some time. And something came up about some stuff on Instagram. And it was another person's situation. And then it was kind of slickly brought to me in a messy way as well. And it opened my eyes to something. And when that happened, it just rocked my entire relationship. It really, really did. Um, dealing with someone who is incarcerated, the depth of it is very intense. It's extremely intense. Through these past couple of days, this week or so, you know, like I said, I'm a member of other groups, other, uh, uh, groups of women who talk about the things that they go through with their spouses and, and, and boyfriends and fiancés and all this kind of stuff who have put in years, years with someone who is incarcerated. And I think every woman's complaint is almost the same. The selfishness, the spiraling out of control when they get angry, the wanting to have so much control because they can't control their lives because where they are, even to when they come home, how their mentality is still imprisoned. The past, my, my whole past, past week, it, it, it has gotten a little bit better. But what I had experienced between my last episode up until maybe a couple of days ago was really, really understanding how mentally messed up the prison system really has you. Compromising for me is what you do when you love someone. It's unconditional. When... You're with someone, you feel like, oh, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this person happy, especially if it's what you want to do. If it's in the realm of of keeping the peace and keeping the relationship happy and a relationship strong, you do what you need to do. You do what you have to do. You know, there's a hierarchy in everybody's relationship and everybody's life. Some people put their husband or wives before they put their friends, you know, some people put their children before they put their relationship. Some people put their spouses before their parents. And most people are going to put God before everything, but there is a hierarchy in every relationship. Um, <clears throat> when you deal with someone who is incarcerated, they don't understand that hierarchy the way that you do now don't get me wrong some do and some don't i feel like my relationship has been more of me being the one that compromises and i say that (laughs) 
And I mean that. I don't say it in a in a messed up way. I don't say it in a, oh, well, why are you in this relationship way? I say it because I'm aware. I'm aware that I compromise more because experience has taught me some things. Other relationships have taught me some things. My husband, on the other hand, has never had the experiences that I have experienced. He's only experienced prison. He doesn't understand that the prison mental that he has, no matter where he goes in the, for the rest of his life, if he does not get out of that, it's because I've been locked up. It's because of the system mentality that he's going to forever be a prisoner in his mind. When you start to conform to things like that, when you start to lean on those for being reasons, you'll never be able to break free from that at all. And for him, because he's been incarcerated so long in, 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 not in, in two different situations, you know, been in prison for 15 years and now he's back in prison. And when he comes home, he's going to have done about six, six years. I want to say, um, you have this mentality where you don't want to be told what to do. You want to be able to control whatever it is that you can actually control because you've been controlled damn near your whole life. And it's really, really sad because as a woman in a relationship with a man who knows of unconditional love, who knows of compromise, who knows what love looks like and what love speaks he looks as it, at it as a form of control. That's where our communication barrier is broken. He compares a relationship when you're looking for compromises, when you're looking for, hey, you know, if you love me, you'll do this as prison. Nobody wants their relationship or the things you're asking to be compared to prison. Nobody wants the compromises and the sacrifices that you're asking that you're already doing to be lashed out because you have to maintain this control because you have not been able to control your life, which has nothing to do with me. The reasoning behind imprisonment and a person going to prison is the choices of that actual individual has nothing to do with me, with you or anybody else. So I refuse to be a prisoner with a prisoner. I refuse to let the prison mind be what dictates my relationship. And I am trying so hard to help this man understand he's never going to experience true freedom until he gets out of that mentality. 
Because what happens is, is when you get out and you come home, the first thing that you start thinking about is you don't want nobody to tell you what to do, when to do, how to do it, because you've been locked up for so long and you had to listen to that. Well, in the real world and life, we still have rules. We still have things that we have to abide by like laws. We can't go out here and just do what we want to do when we want to do it because we'll wind up in prison. And that's why the recidivism rate is so high because they come out with that mentality and end up going back because of that mentality. I am not um, forgiving of this situation. I know how to move past it. I know how to talk through it. I know how to work out through it, but I'm not forgiving of the situation because I still have my thoughts and my feelings as of what respect looks like to me, what expectations look like to me. I don't want anything that I am not willing to give. If I can give you the unconditional love, if I can give you the compromise, if I can give you the respect that you're asking me for, if I can understand your mentality and why you think the way you think, why you move the way you move, why you act the way you act, I should be given that same right and respect. It shouldn't be compared to prison or you're like this because of prison, it's very, very simple. This is where our communication barrier is broken. This is where a lot of women who deal with someone incarcerated barriers are broken. We're dealing with broken men. We're dealing with emotionally, mentally broken men. We're dealing with men who are in the system where their rights have been taken away and they're not treated as law-abiding citizens. They're inmates, they're a number, they're told when to eat, when to sleep, when the lights go out. And it's very different, which takes me back to that girl who did that very first episode two years ago, had no clue of actually what the ups and the downs and the obstacles were really, 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 really going to look like. Two years ago, I did not know. I did not know that this is what it was going to look like. When I hear other people's story, when I read other people's story and I see the stuff that they go through, um, I just go back into damn like, okay, so I feel like everybody else is not just me. When I read other people talking about, you know, how selfish their husband is or selfish their boyfriend is, you like, it, it's like, wow. Women can sit around and talk about men all day long. We all got stories about, oh man, act like this. Oh, that's how men are. But it is something so different when you're dealing with someone who is incarcerated. And it's even worse to me when you're dealing with someone who's been incarcerated for a long time. There's no real rehabilitation in these prison systems. There's no real classes that they're really taking for them to really understand 
mentally and emotionally what this place does to you. There, there's, there's nothing that gives them the confidence that they need to come out here to try to do something different with their lives, try to get out that mentality. It's, there's nothing there for that. Nothing there for that. All of that stuff is dumped on the spouses and the family. It really is. You find yourself even tiptoeing around certain things. You find yourself moving a little bit different. I think every woman who's listening right now who has somebody incarcerated already knows when that phone rings, if you miss that call, what that's going to feel like. It's so much insecurity with people who are in the prison system. The prison system breaks the strongest person, the strongest man. You don't answer that phone, they're going to think everything up under the sun is going on. Um, When you don't have time, I can remember when I went to, I, I decided I was going to go help manage this, this strip club uh, about two or three, four, but I don't remember, two or three months ago. I was there a week, a week. And this man told me I was acting funny. I didn't have time for him. I was there a week. And day three, he was like, oh, you too busy now? You don't have time? It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And the girl two years ago who started the podcast didn't know. Didn't know. Um, it's a lot I didn't know. And you guys already know that if you've been on this journey with me this entire time, it's a lot I didn't know, but it's a lot that I'm learning. And it's a lot that, that during my learning and my journey, as I'm learning, I'm helping other people learn. As I go on this journey, someone is on this journey with me and we're experiencing these things together. Sometimes at the same time or sometimes I'm before them before it happens or or afterwards and they can be like, girl, I went through the same thing. But we all are going through the same thing. We all are experiencing the same thing. And that's why it's so important, why it has been so important for me to continue telling my story, to keep talking about my journey, because I'm telling you, this is a whole nother beast. This is a a whole nother beast. Um, And like I said, I'm learning. I'm really, really, really learning. I'm really, really learning through this whole entire process. Don't get me wrong. I love this man 100%. I love him 100%. I want everything that we have talked about and everything that we say we want to work out. I do. Wholeheartedly, I do. Do I feel the same way I did two years ago about our journey? No, I do not. But not in a negative way. In a way where I'm understanding now, like, it just doesn't stop when they come home. This, this, this journey is not for the weak. Um, you have to continuously have your own life and live your life as well. You can't get consumed by 
what they're going through on a regular basis because it they they will suck you in it will it will take you on a roller coaster ride with them and you have to learn how to pump your own brakes you have to learn how to say okay I, i'm gonna stop right here i'm gonna get off for a minute um until you can get this ride on a, on a smoother track on a smoother track you have to figure it out because it's really really not easy and i think when i was saying this I knew it, but I hadn't really experienced it. So ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduce signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin, I love this serum, guys, and trust me, you will too. Aging is a fact of life. Looking your age is not. Visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now. That's K-L-E-A-N-R-I-T-U-A-L-S.com. Now back to the show. So moving forward <laughs> to today, has been an okay day. Um, it took me a minute to really be able to communicate with him in 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 a, in a way where I wasn't still upset because I felt like I was speaking to a brick wall. I have a problem with a person who cannot give me everything that I'm giving them. And the sad part about it is that some people don't even see it. Some people don't even see it. Some people don't even recognize that they're asking for more than what they're giving. Some people feel like they're more of a superior power within a relationship. I'm a 50-50 kind of girl. I don't believe a man's supposed to get more, more respect than a woman in a relationship whatsoever. I don't feel like a man gets to dictate certain things because he's a man in a relationship whatsoever. So a lot of things will never make sense to me. And I'm going to always have a voice. I'm going to always have a voice. If it's one thing that this man will know, is that I have a voice. I'm going to buck every time that I feel like something is not right, that I feel like I need to be heard, that I feel like I'm not being respected in a certain type of way, that I feel like, hey, guy, like I'm compromising over here. You need to compromise over here. I'm going to always use my voice, and I encourage anybody that's in a relationship with someone who is incarcerated to use your voice. Use your voice. I know sometimes it gets kind of sketchy. It kind of gets scary because you, you know, when you really love someone and that's just in any relationship, when you really love someone, you don't want to just, the thought of walking away is hard. It's hard. So you have to make a choice. Do you stay and deal with the bullshit or do you work it out or do you move on? 
I can't just stay and deal with the bullshit. We got to work it out. We got to talk it out. We have to get some kind of understanding. We have to agree to agree, agree to disagree sometimes. Sometimes one of us is going to give a little bit more than the next, but it's still a part of giving. It's still a part of giving. If you show me that you're willing to give, I'm willing to give as well. I can't just give, 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 and you give me nothing. Um, I've been vocal. I've expressed. And we're finally coming to a, 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 a middle ground in this situation, but I still feel how I feel. I still feel how I feel. And unfortunately, I'm going to always feel how I feel because it's something that happened. I'm going to always feel how I feel because I don't feel like he did enough. I don't feel like he did enough. And sometimes it makes me think, you know, when he's had his issues with certain things that I've done or certain things that I've said, and I wasn't willing to change how I felt about stuff or it took me a minute to change how I felt about stuff out of respect for him. It's relationship shit. It's all relationship shit. And you do have to pick and choose your battles. But I think the biggest choice you have to choose is, is this person actually worth it? There has been no relationship in my life where I have fought this hard. There has been no relationship in my life where I've compromised this hard. There has been no relationship in my life that I have been totally opposite from. My husband looks like nothing in my family and nothing I've ever dated or dealt with. I've really, really worked hard within this relationship. Um, I feel like he's worked hard in this relationship. But I feel like I'm a little bit more advanced when it comes to real relationships. That is hard to, to be a person who's a little bit more structured and a little bit more stable with experiences of a real relationship versus someone who has no experience whatsoever. So again, the girl two years ago who did this podcast didn't know. Didn't know. Um... But this is my journey. This is the journey that I'm on. These are the things that I deal with. These are the things that I go through. Am I upset sometimes? Yes, I am. Am I pissed off sometimes? Yes, I am. But what I do know is the love is real. I know the love is there. Um, this relationship has taught me a lot. I mean, it's taught me a lot about compromising and co communication in a way that I've, I've never experienced before either. Relationships are hard. Prison relationships are even harder. I cannot stress that, <clears throat> excuse me, enough. Today, 
versus two years ago, the love has definitely grown. The love has definitely gotten stronger. <clears throat> There's been a lot of experiences. There's been a lot of ups and downs. But there actually been more ups than there have been downs. But the downs be downs. <laughs> the ups be ups and the downs be downs. Um, but we've always managed to really, really get through it. Surprisingly, we really managed to get through it. This time around, I'm going to be honest with you, when New Year's Eve came, I brought my New Year in like I'm on some single girl shit because... If he can't understand how I feel, he can't understand like what I need from him. I'm going to have to walk away because I have given so much into this. I deserve to get this back. And we're at a place now where we're communicating about it. We're talking about it, but it still is the elephant in the room. It's still not going away. It's still something that still needs to be handled. It's still things that need to be done. But we're communicating about it. My husband has a way of thinking that everything can just jump back to normal. Everything is going to be okay. Or he thinks that once we communicate, everything is okay. Everything is back to normal. Again, when you're when you haven't been in a real relationship, when you haven't had to be responsible or be accountable for your actions, that is the way you're going to think. You're going to think that way. When you've always gotten your way, how you want, when you want, you're going to think that way. Unfortunately, that has been his whole entire life. And again, the girl two years ago did not understand that. When I say this is my journey, this is my journey. I am learning every step of the way. I am going through this every step of the way. Live, unscripted, raw, uncut as every episode unfolds. So it's been a ride. It's been a journey and um, I don't think, I don't think people really, really fully, fully understand what women go through in these relationships. Um, I feel like I don't think people understand you need more support in these relationships probably than any relationship. Um, <clears throat> it's not a lot of people who going to understand what you're going through. It's a lot of people who going to just be like, girl, I couldn't do it. Girl, I walk away. I just saw a post the other day where this lady was talking about her I'm sorry, excuse me, her husband just got a life sentence. And people was on there like, oh, nope, I'm out of there. Sorry, you know, I wouldn't do it. Then you got some women on there who been with their husbands for 20 plus years while they've been incarcerated. And I actually mentioned that to him. And he was like, you know what? 
I wouldn't even ask somebody to do that for me because, you know, life without parole, that's like forever, you know? And it's, it's like, could you imagine being in that situation? Because yeah, it, it's a difficult situation for both ends. Like the, the woman that you're in a relationship with doesn't want to just walk away from you as soon as you get that sentence. So it's hard for both for both parties. What do you do as soon as you get a sentence? Okay, well, you got to, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? So it plays an emotional tug on both people because the person that incarcerated already knows they're never coming home. The selfish thing is to expect for someone to do this time with you. But the person who you're with is stuck too because it's like, I love this person. I don't want to leave. I don't want to turn my back. I can't just walk away today, but I know I can't just throw my whole life away for the rest of my life, you know, and, and just say, I'm never going to be with somebody else. I'm never going to have a fan. Like it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And I think when I listen to other people's situation, it, it makes mine sound so minimal to the other struggles that I see the other couples go through who have been through this 10 plus years. I'm just in year. Technically, technically we have been in this together for four years, but this is really the third year that we've been physically together. So I'm just in year three, baby. I'm just in year three and year three has been six fly six flags time 100. And I've been on every roller coaster, every loop, every spin, every dip, every, everything. So I thought, <laughs> so I can only imagine, oh my gosh, 10, 15, 20 years or something like that. And some of these women are doing this right now with their incarcerated spouses. But like I said, it just makes me realize, you know, this is not really an easy journey. It's really not an easy journey. The normal relationship problems that you have, you have to deal with with a person who is incarcerated. 15 minute phone calls. When something jumps off, you can't you can't sit face to face and talk about it. it just makes it a little bit harder to work things out. Um, and I think this last situation was really really hard on me because I could not understand how he could not understand where I was coming from and I couldn't understand how what I was asking for was being compared to prison and control totally not where I was going with that totally not what I was looking for um but again, this is how the mentality of somebody who is incarcerated thinks. This is this this is how they think. And um, I know that when I set out on this journey, I wanted to talk about a positive spin on prison relationships and how to maintain a healthy relationship. And I feel like I've been doing that throughout this whole journey. But what I will say that I've learned that I did not know in the beginning was you have to decide if this is really something you want to do because this is not an easy journey. It could, it could turn love into nothing. It could take a loving relationship 
and take it through the ringer to the point where the person on the outside just can't take it no more. It can definitely shift you. It can shift you. It can change your dynamic. It can do a lot of different things because it's very, very hard. Um, but that communication, that communication really, really, really is everything because it's really all that you have. I thank God that I do have my best friend. I thank God that I do have somebody that sometimes is is in the middle. Because let me tell you something. It's hard when you guys aren't speaking and you have nobody that's going to be like, well, I talked to him today and he was saying this or well, I talked to her. It's a, it eases your mind a little bit when you know like, okay, they going through it too. They feeling bad too. They over there sick too. Um, versus no communication whatsoever. I think that is the hardest part. I, I read people's comments and, and, and people's messages saying how it's so hard because they're not speaking. Like there's nobody in the middle that's helping them work this out. So if they're not talking, they're not talking. If he's not responding it's nothing being said. If she's not responding, it's nothing being said. No one is in the middle like, okay, I talked to him today or I talked to her today. Okay, he still loves you. She still loves you. She wants to work it out. When you don't have that person that that can actually me that, um, mediate for you sometimes, it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. I'm not going to lie. It makes it a little bit more difficult. Um. And I do feel like sometimes you do need that. You do need that outside person that can be unbiased and talk to you about things and help you see things from a different point of view. Because again, two different people, two different walks of life, sometimes we're not going to see, see the same things. We're not going to see things in the same way. And sometimes we need that person in the middle, that unbiased person in the middle to help us see how this other person is seeing or what this other person is feeling. You do need that. That's why I say all the time for me to be an empath. I'm a very empathetic person. Um, and that's why I can understand a lot of different people because I do put myself in other people's shoes in a way where I can truly understand. Um, and that it, it's, it's hard sometimes, but it makes life so much easier because you don't understand somebody's hurt feelings unless you can put yourself in that situation and understand why this person's feelings are actually hurt. So it's a lot. Like I said, the girl two years ago had no clue. Oh my gosh, she was just as happy as she could be, smiling through the whole episode, just talking. And, and don't get me wrong. I love this man. I am happy. Overall, I am happy. Could things be better? Yes. Um, we have a long journey. We definitely have a long journey. And, and, and I will be honest, my best friend to this day always says she feels like me and him move too fast. And I, I understand it now. We just fail so quick, so hard. Um, and then our friendship played a major part in it too, that we didn't know 
more so, I didn't know. Yes, this is my best friend's uncle, but that's all I saw him as. I wasn't hanging with him. I wasn't around him like that. I didn't know his story like that. I didn't know all what he had going on like that. I only knew what I knew from when I was around on a business tip, on a hey bye, cool tip, kick it here, kick it there. It was always respectful. So I didn't know his personal life and his personal business to that magnitude at all. Me and my best friend and sit around and talk about her uncle like that. I did not really fully understand who he really, really actually was until he actually was incarcerated. Um, And you can't help who you love. You can't help who you love. You can't help how you fall in love. You can't help where they are when you fall in love. You can't help any of that stuff. Only thing you can do is just work through it. If it's worth it, if it's worth it, if it's not worth it, then please keep it moving. Please, please, please. I'm telling you, please keep it moving if it's not worth it. If it's worth it, you fight for it. You fight for it um, and you keep your faith in it. You know, you pray about it. You talk to God about it. You stay, stay in the faith, stay in the word because God will always lead you wherever you need to be. If it's meant to be, it will be. If it's not, then it won't be. And you have to go through it with no regrets. Understand the lesson behind it. Understand whatever whatever comes out of it, which you probably won't understand at that time. But later on down the line, you will. But my podcast has always been here to really encourage the positivity and, and, and how to maintain a healthy relationship. It is definitely going to be some ups and downs and some obstacles, plenty of roadblocks. It's going to be some hurt feelings. You're going to be pissed off sometimes. You're not going to want to talk to this person sometimes. You might even have breakups in between. Because I have. We have. We've gone through this. We have gone through this. We have said some mean things to each other. We, We have. We really, really have. But what I do know is that we really, really love each other too. We really, really love. When when we had this bad experience just last week, everybody in my life kept saying, y'all love each other so much though. You can hear it in y'all voice. You can hear it when y'all talk. The love is definitely there. But there's a lot of other little things that play into it that make it hard sometimes. His kids, you know, his kids, his, his, his the, the relationship that I'm trying to build with his kids is, is very, very difficult. You know, my plan was to wait for him to come home, for him to navigate through this. And, 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 you know, we was going to figure this out when he got home. And, and, it, and, and once he went to the shoe, you know, it, we went into panic mode, didn't know if his visitation was going to be stopped, if he was going to get shipped. And I put myself in an uncomfortable situation with his kids because this is something that he wanted, something that he needed, and something that I wanted for him to see his kids. And that started to put a strain on our relationship as well because, you know, you got you got so many factors within that situation. If you know, you know, but you have so many factors within that situation as well. So. 
two years. <laughs> it's been two years since I've been on this journey. I'm glad that I, I get on here and, and I share my journey and I talk about the things that I go through. I talk about the ups and downs. I talk about the good and everything because as I said before, I know it's other people who go through this same thing, who are going through the same thing with me. And I know a lot of things that's on your mind, I'm speaking it, you know, from, from, from your mind, you know, it's coming out on this, on these episodes. And this is what I, why I decided to do this Facebook group. This is why I've always been open to people messaging me or emailing me or whatever you want to do to talk about these things, because I'm in just, I'm just year three. I don't have all the answers. I can't even tell you if, if, if what I, what me and his future really look like. I can tell you what I want it to look like. You know, I could, I could tell you everything that I want us to do, everything that I want us to have. And I hope and pray it does end up like that. I have faith in it, but these are very difficult relationships to maintain and navigate through especially when you're dealing with someone who has been incarcerated for a long time. They are institutionalized. And a lot of times they don't change. We as free human beings already know that change is uncomfortable, but we also know that change is good. For them, change doesn't look the same for us. For them, being in a controlled environment and coming to be free is the only thing that's important to them. And it's like the slave mentality that never goes away. It never goes away. You have some people that's strong enough mentally to see the difference, know the difference, and want something different. But you have some that conform and don't even realize that they're actually really conforming, which is a form of brainwash. So, but this is my journey. Two years ago today, I started this journey, and this is my journey. And I'm still talking about the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly unscripted, uncut, and raw. Like how it comes, how I feel is 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 what I am bringing you guys as best I can. Sometimes I need my moment. Um, I was so confused and so just, I was just so confused and didn't even know which way to go last week because I felt very betrayed. I'm very big on loyalty. Loyalty is everything to me. I cannot move past after somebody I feel like has crossed the line and has been disloyal to me. Everybody has an imaginary line. I don't know what line is it for each individual person, but once the line is crossed, it's over. It's completely, completely over. That's a scary place to be with him because that's not where I want to be with him. So working it out is always an option for me until I can't work it out anymore. Got to be strong. You know, you got to stick to your guns. You got to, you have to, you have to 
maintain your respect. You have to do unto others as you want them to do unto you more importantly. But you have to just stick to who you are, stick to your beliefs, stick to your morals. Don't compromise on certain things, but compromise on what's worth it to you. Communicate 100%. It'll solve a lot. It'll solve a lot. Sometimes people hear what they want to hear. Sometimes people are not really good at expressing themselves. So the way that they express themselves might come out, come off a little bit differently um, than what they're trying to convey. It's relationship shit, but it's just a little bit harder when it's somebody who is incarcerated. But guys, that's all that I have today. Like I said, today is my dad's birthday. Today is the two-year anniversary for Wetlock Chronicles podcast. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in and listening and subscribing and passing the word on about this podcast 90 plus something episodes i am so excited for that over 500 subscribers countless different countries that people are listening to wetlock chronicles podcast and i just appreciate the love 100 i really 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 do i had no idea two years ago that i still We'll be talking about this. Not that I didn't think I was going to be on this journey, but I didn't think that I would still be doing this podcast because I really didn't think people would want to hear what I had to say. But I felt like it was something that needed to be said and it was something that other people was going through that needed this. I need this. So I thank you guys so much for being on this journey with me. I thank you guys so much for being on this journey with me for the past two years. I look forward to my celebration on January the 20th. I probably will go live a few times, but it will be recorded and it will be dropped on the YouTube channel. So please make sure that you guys subscribe to Wetlock Chronicles podcast YouTube channel. And this is season four's episode six. Now, before I go, I want to shout out three new Fed Up Wives Facebook members. Lynette, Jamise, and Sadia. I hope I pronounced those right. Please don't hold it against me if I haven't. But thank you, ladies, so much for joining this group. I really, really look forward to interacting with you guys. Also, I wanted to correct something. I continuously kept saying my Amazon guest list. I meant to say my Amazon gift list is what I sent some of my family and my friends along with my invitation for January the 20th. See, I told y'all I'm not good for asking for stuff. I couldn't even get the list correctly. Also, um, <clears throat> I have some really big news. I left this out of the episode, so I had to come back and, and throw this update in. The past two weeks have shed a lot of light for me. These past two years, I've made everything about my husband and myself. Every new business venture has included him slash us. 
And I was dimming my own light and straying away from my own lane. Now, don't get me wrong. I love what we have, the goals we want to reach as a couple, and the ambition behind it. But what made these past two weeks even harder to process were we, myself and him, were everywhere in everything I was trying to do to distract myself. So I ended up deactivating my Instagram page so I could process. That's when I made the decision to go back to school. I am currently doing my application and my FAFSA paperwork, create, creating my login, <clears throat> excuse me, credentials. I've spoken to my counselor and I am super, super excited about this new journey. I want to pursue my career dreams that I've had since I was in middle school. And that's to be a judge by the time I'm 50. Crazy how specific that goal is, the number of that, the age, how specific. But that was my actual career dream to be a judge by the time I'm 50. Doing my research, figuring out everything I needed to do, I can do that by the time I'm 50. So I'm on my way. Three years to gain a bachelor's, onto the LSAT, get into an ABA, a bar-associated credited school where I can get a JD degree, a Juris Doctor degree. I am so excited, especially to find out that I don't really have to be a lawyer before I'm a judge. A lot of people think that you have to have that experience. It's probably a really, really good thing to have, but <clears throat> I'm trying to be a judge by the time I'm 50. My cousin has always encouraged me that she feels like I could take this LSAT without having to even go to school, that I could take it and automatically a school would want to take me in um, because of my critical thinking and just a lot of other skills that I do have and the passion that I do have for the legal system. So I'm on my way. I'm so excited about this. I forgot to share this with you guys, but this is a part of my journey. I have now got back on course to my lane. As I said before, I love what we have. I love what we're doing. But guys, when I tell you everywhere I looked, it had something to do with me and him. And I could not focus. I could not figure out what I wanted to do if I still wanted to do this. How do I move forward? Because everything still had something to do with us. Every business idea, every business venture, everything is surrounded around me and him or him and I, to say correctly. Um, and that's when I realized, like, you know what, Rashida, you put so much stock in this union, in this journey. You've forgotten about your space and your part. So that's what I decided. Um. Even down to the media company, 1329 is still a part of what we're trying to do. 1329 is a number, a special number for him, for he and I. But my original media and entertainment company was called Envious. So I decided to put more into Envious as I have done with 1329. And I'm telling you guys, I... I had to go through this because I my identity was getting tied in with him and I and everything that I was building for us that I forgot about what is Rashida doing over here. 
something that I've never, ever, ever had an issue before. And again, that's why I say this journey is so special to me, um, even through the ups and downs that we have. And I also want to say, you know, whenever I record these episodes, I play everything back for myself. I listen to the whole entire episode myself. That's how I determine if I re- need to re- um, record, if I need to edit some things a little bit differently. And I want to make sure that I'm very, very clear to all of you out there. Yes, relationships are hard. But when I say hard, I don't want to overlap all the wonderful things that comes with being with your person, that comes with loving your person, that comes from receiving the love from your person, the laughs, the smiles, the embraces, the good times, the growth, um, the stories, the experiences. There are so much that outweighs the bad And I want to make sure that you guys understand that. I don't want you guys to feel or believe that relationships are so hard to the point where nothing should be that hard if you love someone. I don't want to get it confused because if it's that hard and it's that stressful and it's taking so much out of you, then that's not what love is. And that's not a successful, that's, that's, that's not the ingredients for a successful relationship. When I say relationships are hard, I'm really stressing on the things that you have to go through and the work that you have to really put in when you want to be with this person, when you want to build with this person, two individual people who are not perfect have to come together and want this to the point where they're willing to put in the work. And everybody knows work is hard. No matter what you do, whatever your job is, whatever your career is, you still have to put in the work. And sometimes it's not easy as an entrepreneur it has not been easy. It's a lot of work, but the reward of it, the freedom of it, getting to be me and, and express how I am, what I like, who I am and everything that I do is rewarding. So I want to make sure that I stress that when I say relationships are hard, I don't want to diminish the wonderful parts of relationships, the positive parts of the relationships. Um, I want to make sure that I express that to you guys because yes, relationships are hard. Yes, relationships are work. Being in a relationship with someone incarcerated is even harder. It is. It is. I cannot get on here and, and, and talk to you guys as if it's rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. And I can't do that because through my journey and the things that I have experienced, it is work. (laughs) It is work. And it's not your typical average nor standard relationship. So the obstacles that we face when we're in these relationships with somebody incarcerated does make it a tad bit harder. But you need support. You need friends that understand. You need loved ones that understand. Um, That's why I decided to start the Facebook group as well as even to do this podcast. My mindset when I started this podcast was there has to be women out here who are going through what I'm going through, who are experiencing what I'm experiencing. And at the time, it was literally me missing this man so much with the 
transferring and the quarantine lockdowns and not hearing from him for 30 days and, you know, waiting to hear from him another 14 days. And when you're so happy and you're so in love and you want to make sure they're okay, you don't know if their safety is in jeopardy. You don't know if they're eating good. It was so much going on in my mind and in my heart. I knew that there were other women that could identify with this. I did not know that there were going to be so many other obstacles to come that other women could identify. So when I say that you guys are on this journey with me, you're literally on this journey with me step by step as I learn, as I experience, you know, as I get frustrated, as I need to vent. This is so much for me, just as much as it is for all of you out there who are listening, who are in this same predicament, who are in these same situations, who face these same obstacles. So I just want to stress to you guys so much, don't be in something that's so hard that it overlaps everything else. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the the woman, the woman, let me stress that because I kept saying girl, but the woman who started this podcast two years ago, was so in love, so happy, ready to take on the world with this man, but at the same time did not know what bumps and and hurdles and obstacles and ugly that was going to be on his pathway. Willing to do it, but just didn't know what I was in for. And that's the truth of the matter. As time has gone on, as I have been on this journey, you guys have heard some of the things that I've dealt with, heard some of the ups and downs, heard some of the arguments and everything. And I'm saying all that to say that two years ago, I was so ready to do this. I was so excited to do this. And I was ready for the world. I was ready to take on anything. And I still am. But I'm coming to you two years later saying, oh, this girl two years ago had no idea what she had in store. (laughs) And that's the truth. That is the honest to God truth. But I don't want to take away from the beautiful, the beautiful union that I do share. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how ugly it gets, it's still a beautiful thing. Um... Throughout all of our obstacles, we both are learning each other. We both are learning what each other wants and don't want. We're both learning to compromise. Um, It's a little bit more difficult on his end than my end because my experience in the free world has taught me a lot more. It's, It's prepared me in a different way than what he was prepared for by doing 15 years in prison as a teenager and coming out as a 30 year old man and going back again. Um, So it makes it, it makes the journey a little bit harder for him as well as me. Um, But, but I've seen the growth in him. I've seen the change in him. I've seen the way he has loved on a different level. Um, And I can't take nothing away from him. I cannot take anything away from him whatsoever. So when I say it's hard, I mean it's hard, but I don't mean it's difficult. I don't mean it's, you know, where I'm making myself be in this situation or I'm telling people, just keep going, just keep going. Don't give up. Keep talking. No, that's not what I'm saying. Do what's best for you. Do what feels right for you. Um... And do what's healthy for you. 
when all of those things become an issue, then it is time for you to walk away. But I'm just here to tell my story, put you on this journey so you could understand and see what it actually looks like from time to time when it gets hard, when it gets rough and how to navigate through it, um, how you could come out on the other side. I'm never here to sugarcoat. That's not even my personality. I'm giving you who I am 24-7 on this podcast. And again, I appreciate you guys being on this journey with me. It has been two years since I recorded that very first episode. And as I told you before, just go back and listen. The very first insert to this podcast, the intro, was recorded two years ago when I talk about have you ever heard the term she kissed a lot of frogs to get to her prince. That was me two years ago. If you go back to the wetlock introduction episode, you will hear exactly what I'm saying. And again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me. I really, really appreciate it so much. I appreciate all of you guys. Um, You have no idea. I look forward to continuing this journey. Good, bad, and different ups, downs, the beautiful, the wonderful, the amazing, all of it. All of it, I will bring it to you. And I'm so excited, again, that you guys have stayed on this journey with me. This is Season 4, Episode 6. Well, guys, this concludes our episode. Thank you again for tuning in, supporting, listening, and subscribing to Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Make sure to follow the Wetlock Chronicles podcast on all platforms. Now, before I go, I just want to thank everyone that has tuned in to Wetlock Chronicles podcast for the past two years. This date has so much more meaning than what I can really express to you guys, but I'm glad to share it with you all. 90 plus episodes about love, compassion, commitment, loyalty, compromise, risk, ups and downs, confusion, anger, hurt, frustration, understanding, uncertainty, health, faith, strength, sadness, defeat, and truth. It has been a pleasure to bring you my life from this perspective. To get more information about the giveaway, please make sure to join the Fed Up Wives support group. Make sure to subscribe on all platforms. And thank you guys again for tuning in to Wetlock Chronicles podcast. To follow this show's social media, follow Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and TikTok under Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Chronicles. YouTube, Wetlock Chronicles podcast. For merch, make sure to visit wetlockchroniclespodcast.com. And for my personal blog, wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog, my personal Instagram and TikTok, Rashida the Brand, and my Instagram subscription channel is the exclusive brand. Wetlock Chronicles Podcast is a product of 1329 Media and Productions, RT Brand LLC, and Extra Entertainment. Hosted by myself, Rashida Johnson Duffy, executive produced by myself and Michael Extra Mike Duffy, 
Audio, visual, and engineered by myself and Greg Shower III, and theme song provided by It's Loyalty. It's been a vibe, fell in love with your first impression, and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. Piping for the long run, no money's ever life. If you wanna run, just tell me now, bunny and Clyde. Fell in love with your first impression, and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. Piping for the long run, no money's ever life. If you wanna run, just tell me now, bunny and Clyde. Been no luck, you know I'm chained with you. Last name, I'm tryna change. Be all in the frame with you. No, we picture perfect, uh. Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us. But what they be talking about, not knowing what I bond about. Sunset, set the mood with you, ain't tryna bond out. It's whatever space between the two, but long as we together. Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine forever. Since when we begin, it feel like you really made it. It's been a vibe. Fell in love with your first impression, and I can't lie. Pass with flying colors, every test, fuck they